are listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you for joining me for this episode. This is number 219. In the last episode, 218, it was titled An Oral History of Our Ministry from 2008 to 2019. And in that podcast, I gave you, I skipped the rock across the pond and I shared with you where we have been from the beginning of this ministry and where we are today. And if you've listened to that podcast, you have seen how we have evolved. We have, we've changed throughout the course of our ministry. And that is a good thing, a ministry's life, a church's life, our own life, our own walk with God. We call it progressive sanctification as far as our own walk with God. And progressive sanctification means that we do change. What we believed in the beginning continues to grow and mature and tweak and change, and we are different from what we were 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. We always want to be progressively getting better who we are as individuals. Well, ministries and churches are that way as well, a church that's always the same. Now, I'm not talking about compromising the gospel. The gospel never changes. It is that steady rock that we center ourselves on. But because of people and the dynamics and the culture, we do change as far as as far as our methodology is concerned. And ministries are that way as well. If you don't redefine yourself, you'll become like Blockbuster. Do you remember Blockbuster Video? It used to be a thing. Guess what? People were watching movies before Blockbuster showed up, and they were watching movies now that Blockbuster has gone away. Blockbuster did not redefine themselves. They did not keep up with the culture. You don't change movies, in my illustration, but you change your methodology. You don't change the gospel, but how we communicate the gospel, and like in our case, the technologies that we use and how the ministry grows and changes, we have to be redefining ourselves. And so as you listen to episode 218, one of the things that you heard is that this ministry has changed a lot. Always God-centered, Christ-centered, gospel-centered, by the grace of God, that will never, ever change. But this ministry has changed. And I hope that God will continue to illuminate us and give us insight that we keep making our plans and God keeps ordering our steps. And as we look back on this ministry 10 years from now, that it will be even different from what it is today. And so in this episode, I want to follow this thread along from the last episode, 218. And in episode 219, what I want to do, in fact, the title of the podcast is Peeking Behind the Scenes of Our Transformative Training. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one aspect of our ministry And I want to share with you how we are changing it slightly as we continue on in the future. I'm talking about our Mastermind program. Our Mastermind program is somewhat unique when it comes to training in biblical counseling. Now, I know unique is an overused word, but but in a way, it is unique. I say that because our training is not just informational academic curriculum. All excellent biblical counseling programs are wonderfully informational, 
profoundly academic, very solid in academics. But one of the things that makes us distinct in what we do is that we're not just that. The information in our program, the academic exercises in our program are really fantastic. I think they're world-class. I think it's outstanding academic training. But we're also a transformational program. It is a hybrid. We don't want to just give people information that they learn the mechanics and the right words to say and the answers to the problems. You can learn that information by going through our program, but we want you to be transformed by the very things that you are learning, transforming the student first, and then we hope that it will translate to them being effective soul care providers to those whom they are counseling. And so one of the aspects that makes a transformational program, because the question is obvious, how do you do that? I mean, I understand how to write a curriculum to make it educational, but how do you make it transformational? Well, there's several ways to do that, and the one that I want to focus on today in this podcast is the live practicum that we offer our students all along the way. From the very beginning to the end of the program, they are immersed in live supervised counseling, and what I'm speaking of here is our interactive forums. We have forums on our website where people come from around the world with their questions, personal questions, relational questions, situational questions, marriage problems, parenting problems, church problems, work problems, life problems. We don't control the narrative. We have no idea what anyone is going to be asking us on any given day, and that is just like counseling. As counselors, you don't control the narrative. You don't determine what they're going to share. You don't determine what they're going to present to you, but you take on all comers just as they are. It's a picture of the gospel. And our interactive forums are like that too. And our students have the opportunity during their coursework to interact with these wonderful people that come to us around the world, that they can serve them practically And so what you have, it's really an apprenticeship, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but an apprenticeship is that you learn the techniques and the methods and the academic and the information. You learn what you're supposed to do, and that's in theory, but with an apprenticeship, you get to practice it as you are learning it, and this is a distinctive of our program. In fact, as I was telling my students recently that if academics is 1A, without question, the application is 1B. They're almost neck and neck. And I would say that the application in some ways is more important. And one of the reasons that I say that is because anybody can learn the information. Many Christians have learned how to do biblical counseling as far as going to workshops and going to conferences. But it is critical for us that our students are being transformed by it. And so the interactive forums is one of the ways that they receive supervision that not only helps the people that they are helping, but it helps them to grow. 
in patience, in wisdom, in discernment, in love, in joy, all of these critical Christian characteristics that we must have as exporters of the gospel. This is episode 219. The title of it is Peeking Behind the Scenes of Our Transformative Training. I'm talking specifically about our Mastermind program. If you want to read what I'm sharing with you, then I would encourage you to go to our website. Go to the Life Over Coffee. It's in the navigation bar. Look under Resources. You will see Podcast. If you click on that link, it will give you all 200-plus Life Over Coffee podcasts right there on one page, and you can scroll through and you can listen for months if you wish, but if you want to read uh, 219, this episode, you can read the show notes because everything I'm sharing in this podcast is written out for you. I would encourage you that you share this with other people, particularly if you're a small group leader, if you're an elder, you're a pastor, in a local church, a ministry leader, if you have someone that you think would be a good candidate for our Mastermind program, then by all means, share this podcast with them and share these show notes, because within the show notes, I have a lot of other information that will help them in the decision-making process. And maybe the training that we provide will be what they are looking for. And as far as an individual in a local church, it would be a dream for us to position qualified people in local churches to administrate, not just doing the biblical counseling. That's a secondary issue. If you're building a counseling ministry in a local church, you want to make sure that the person that is doing it is not doing all of the counseling because, one, they won't last long, and two, uh, their caseload will fill up quickly, and then they won't be able to help anybody else. And so counseling, as far as the, the main person in your church, the counseling needs to be a secondary aspect of what they do. What you want them to do primarily is train people. You want them to replicate themselves. And then as you build a small army of disciple makers within your local church, you'll have a very good thing going on. And so if you have a candidate that uh, you think would uh, qualify, uh, then by all means share episode 219 with them and ask them to do the due diligence and study out our mastermind program and see if it is a good fit for them. It is an all online course, and so you can literally do this entire program without leaving your home. We set it up that way intentionally. We have an LMS, a learning management system, and they can work through the LMS and do the entire course in their home, in a coffee shop, or wherever, they're cho wherever they choose. And the reason I say that is because uh, the expenses of the program are not significant when you consider what you are getting. There's no travel involved, and it is a, a tight, thorough, well-thought-out, transformative program. Now, let me give you—I want to get more into this aspect of, of the transformational part of our program in this podcast. So what I'm doing in actuality is I'm giving you a slice of the overall program, but I want you to hear this slice because it is just that important. Responding to the interactive forums on our website has been part of our curriculum from the beginning. 
We started our mastermind program in 2011. We've been going at it for eight years, and it's always been important for our students to be out there practicing uh, what they uh, what they are learning. But I have not pressed this matter with our students. I just haven't been dogmatic that they do this. I mean, my main thing to them is really just been informing them of what they should be doing. And of course, you can probably imagine how that has played out. Imagine if someone came to you and said, here, this is what I want you to do, but we didn't mandate it. Well, because of the student's inhibition about jumping into this kind of supervised training historically, I have been the one primarily responding on the forums. I call it the inhibition effect. Uh, You could say fear of man. Uh, I don't know what to say. I might hurt someone. I, I don't know how to do this, and I'm just afraid to do it. And that was my response, by the way, when I started counseling a long time ago. And the one thing that I learned then and fully believe now is that you can't learn counseling by watching it. You learn counseling by doing it. But we have a safeguard in play because all the counseling that our students do is supervised. And so it's carefully critiqued and managed, and and they're walked through it. And so we take care of the people who come to us because that is a high sobering responsibility that we serve them well but we also want to serve our students well. And so what I'm doing and and what I'm sharing with you in this podcast is that now we're mandating this. It's not just a suggestion, even though it's been out there for the entire length of our program. No, the students are now going to have to do that as a mandated requirement of the program. They've got to do the counseling along with it. Because of where we are in the ministry, part of this is just a pragmatic thing. I can no longer carry the load of these forums, which is part of what came out of our most recent consultation as we hired a consultant in the fall of 2019. And one of the things, well, the main thing that the consultant told me is you can't go on like this any longer. You have built a ministry, he said. You built a ministry, Rick, on your back. And now this ministry has grown so much that you can't carry this anymore. And so you have to start figuring out a way of delegating the responsibility within the organization. Now, I've never been a micromanager. I am a delegator, and I would love to delegate Uh, That has never been an issue with me. Our marriage is the same way. My wife is exceptionally gifted, and, and it would be ignorant on my part to limit her in any way, and so she's free to roam and, and to do as she pleases, and she is a huge asset to our marriage and to our family, and it works very well. Well, that's the way that I view ministry, too. I am a delegator, but I've also have been concerned about this inhibition effect that our students have. And so I just haven't been mean-spirited about it, saying that you're going to have to do this. And so I just backed off, assuming that they will take the initiative eventually. And some of them have, by the way. Several of our students throughout the history of our program have been very intentional about getting on the forums because they got it. They saw it. And whatever their fears and inhibitions were, those things were not 
greater than them knowing that this is a critical part of the program and for them to grow in their counseling gift. At some point, you've got to jump into the pool. But after we'd gone through this consultation phase, our consultant said, you just can't continue on this way. And so I have, over the past couple of months, been addressing how that I can cut back more on the actual counseling load, the things that I am doing personally that are tied directly to counseling. Now, that does mean the interactive forums. But as you heard in the last podcast in episode 218, an oral history of our ministry from 2008 to 2019, you heard in that podcast that I made this change also in 2015. You see, when I started the ministry in 2008, I thought that I would be doing counseling for the rest of my life. When I'm 85, I'm still going to be sitting behind a desk doing counseling. Well, I made my plan, and then God ordered my steps, and by the time we got to 2015, I had full, two full-time jobs on my hands. I was counseling full-time, and I was leading a training ministry full-time, and there was no, no way that I could go on any longer, and so I backed out of one-on-one counseling in 2015 and began to spend more time uh, within the training aspect of what God has called us to do here. So cutting back on counseling is not unusual for me because I did it four years ago, but I was still counseling. I was counseling on our free forums. I was counseling on our private forums. I was counseling in our coaching rooms. I was counseling in our mastermind forums. Our Mastermind Forums is a private space that we have on the backside of our website that no one has access to but our student body. And so this is where our students hang out, and there's a whole lot of training going on in our Mastermind Forums. And so here I am. I'm on the free forums, the private forums, the coaching rooms, the mastermind forums. And then I also have this shingle hanging out there called Buy Rick Coffee where some individuals would come along and say, hey, I want to meet with you for two hours, and they would buy me a cup of coffee. And so even though I cut back in counseling in 2015, I was still counseling quite a bit. And so as we came through this consultation phase and with the growth of the ministry, well, the consultant made it clear, the board has made it clear, my wife has made it clear, and it's really clear to me that I can't, with the growth that God is giving us, I can't continue doing the counseling of this ministry, which means the public and private forums, I can't be doing that. And that's why I'm stepping up this mandate and, and being more intentional with the requirement that our students have to be on these forums. Now, one of the reasons that I like the forums is because it is a unique aspect of our ministry. We, and so we have two options here. Where we are at this phase in our ministry, we can get rid of the forums altogether, and we can become a monologue ministry, or we can keep the forums and stay a dialogue ministry while also using them as a vital aspect of our mastermind training. Now, what do I mean by monologue ministry? A monologue ministry 
is a ministry that produces information, resources, books, videos, whatever, podcasts. A Mountain Long Ministry is a ministry that produces good, solid Christian resources and pushes them out into the public square. It's going in one direction. It's a unidirectional ministry. I am not saying that is bad. I'm not saying it's wrong. It is actually a great idea, and I praise God for all the wonderful Christian Christocentric ministries that are out there, bibliocentric ministries that are out there that are pushing content into the public space for people to consume. But with that being said, I don't want to be that. I struggle with being that. We want to put, and we do. We we push we push a lot of resources out into the public space, but we want to be more than just a monologue ministry. We want to be a dialogue ministry. And one of the reasons I want to do this is because that is the primary way that Jesus trained people. If you take out his monologues from the four Gospels, basically you would take out Matthew 5, 6, and 7, his Sermon on the Mount, where he was monologuing. And if you take that out, there won't be much more left as far as Jesus monologuing. His primary way of communicating was through dialogue ministry where he was interacting with people. I take an Acts 8.32 perspective with the eunuch sitting up in the chariot with Isaiah opened in his lap and he could not understand what he was reading. And that has also been my experience personally, and it's been my experience in counseling others, that they can have the best books. They can have the best book, which is the Bible. They can have it open to Isaiah, but they need someone to come alongside them. I need someone to come alongside me to help me to understand what I am reading. It's why we have all the one another's in the New Testament. And so I've always wanted this ministry to be be a dialogue ministry where people can read our content that we shove out into the public space, but yet they have questions. And so they come back to us and they ask their questions. Well, I have been the the answer man predominantly for the entire length of this ministry, but God has been blessing it. And so either we're going to become like Blockbuster and we're, we're going to go away because we can, we can no longer keep up with what we're doing, or we're going to have to redefine ourselves. And, and again, that was the purpose of episode 218, The Oral History, and it's also the purpose of this episode, 219, as I'm talking about one specific slice of our ministry pie, which is our interactive ministry, our forums, our dialogue ministry that we have on our website. But in addition of staying a dialogue ministry, as I said, this is also a vital aspect of our mastermind training. To keep them then would require that our mastermind students carry the load of responding on the forums. Now, besides the problem of me not being able to keep up as the ministry continues to grow, there is another issue in play here, and it's this in a nutshell— The teacher should not be doing the work of the student. Any teacher who is worth their salt will tell you that if the teacher is doing the work of the student, the student will not learn what they should learn. Most of our students, not all, some of them have been champions when it comes to taking on the forums, but most of them historically, not just the current batch, but the entire batch, 
They have been content watching me counsel folks on the forums for years. And this is a poor way of training someone in counseling. You learn counseling by doing it, not by watching it. You learn to play the piano by practicing it, not watching someone else to play. This year, for the first time in my life, I'm 60 years old, I decided that I was going to learn how to swim. Now, I can float, I can stay afloat, and I can flail my arms around, and I can even get across the pool, but I'm talking about actually swimming. Now, I have two options here. I can watch a thousand videos on YouTube, or I can get in the pool with an instructor and be trained in how to swim. And so I went down to my local YMCA. I got an instructor, and she taught me how to swim over four or five lessons, whatever it was. That is how you learn, not by watching the teacher doing all the work. Now, when someone asks me, Rick, what you want to do with the forums? Do you want to keep them or, or do you want to get rid of them? Well, to me, I think I've already made my case. I think it would be a big mistake to get rid of our forums for two reasons. Number one, we are a dialogue ministry, which makes us distinctive. We don't only throw content out there for folks, but we create a space for our followers to interact with us. This approach has been a huge means of grace for many people. Number two, it will weaken our program, our mastermind program qualitatively if the students do not work on these forums because a critical key to our program is that it is an apprenticeship, not just an academic environment. It is that hybrid. We combine education with on-the-job training, which is the purpose of the forums, the students who put into practice what they are learning while they are learning it will gain more than those who merely acquire educational information. It's one of the problems with the college system that we have today in America, among a number of other things. But you learn the information before you ever practice it practicing what you, in, in many cases, but practicing what you learn in a supervised environment is a big win for our students. It's also a big win for those who come to us because they receive immediate, practical, supervised help from our students. And of course, our students is, are growing in the craft of biblical counseling. And so what we have is we have a plan that we are implementing. It's we're mandating for our students as part of their program. If you want to read that plan, it's just a short couple of paragraphs in, in this episode. You're welcome to do that. Again, episode 219, Peeking Behind the Scenes of Our Transformative Training. You're welcome to read what we are implementing here. And again, if you are an individual that's interested in our training, then you must read this. You want to read this. 
or if you're a pastor or ministry leader of, of whatever sort, and you have someone that you would like to receive our training, then by all means, have them to listen to this podcast, look through this information, follow the breadcrumbs as far as these uh, the links that we have here so that they can do their due diligence. For several reasons, our students have, for the most part, not been taking advantage of this tool of grace. As I said, because I haven't really been enforcing it. I'm a softy at heart. And so the primary culpability falls on me for not making this happen the way that it should, which the unintended consequence, and it is a consequence, and it's most definitely unintended, but I have been sabotaging the students' training by keeping them from stepping up and making the program what it could be for them. Now, what's in this for me? Well, very simply, by releasing me from doing the bulk of the work on the forums, it would allow me to focus more on the actual training of the student. My four-part job description in this ministry is one, public speaking, two, the mastermind program, three, podcasting, and then number four, the producing of written content, primarily publishing books. I can't do that if I'm doing the bulk of the counseling work. And so what this will allow me to do, it will release me from doing the counseling on our website, and it will allow me to focus on my a part of my job description, which is the actual training of our students in the Mastermind program. Our Mastermind program is a transformative means of grace that not only impacts those that the students help, but it transforms the students. If you want to learn more about what our program is about, please read or, or go to the show notes for this podcast, episode 219. And then also jump in the Receive Help drop-down in the navigation bar, and we have an information page about our program. Study that, and if you have any other questions, please let us know. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.